Hello and welcome to USC Rehab Counseling Today. We're today's hosts. I'm Sam. And I'm Hayden. We are current students in the Rehab Counseling Program at the University of South Carolina. In this episode, we'll be talking to Dr. Mike Walsh. He's a faculty member in the USC Rehab Counseling Program. And if you remember, he was the host from the first two episodes of the podcast. With that, let's get started. Hi, Dr. Walsh, and thanks for joining us today. We're excited to hear your insight and experiences with rehab counseling. We're curious to hear what brought you into rehab counseling and what gets you excited about it. Hey, well, thanks for having me. Um, Like a lot of other folks, I found rehab counseling by accident. So uh, my wife, Deb, had a master's in psychology, but was really interested in becoming licensed to be a professional counselor. And she found this program, kind of looked around and, and found a program that she was comfortable with. So she started to take classes. And at that time, our classes were offered online and they actually used a chat format. So everybody typed everything. So I got real interested in what she was doing. And, and sort of meanwhile, in the background, when I was a kid, my father was a counselor. So when Deb got her first textbooks, I opened them up and Eventually, I started to annoy her during class. I would sort of sit in the background and say, well, why don't you say this? Why don't you say that? And that annoyed her so much that at some point she turned around and said, well, if you're so interested in this program, why don't you go talk to somebody at the program? So I took a ride up and and ended up meeting the program director at the time, who was Dr. Linda Leach. Um, We had a 45-minute meeting scheduled, and our meeting lasted about four and a half hours. By the time I left here, I was signed up. I had done an application and an intent intent letter, and I had met with the faculty and done an interview. And they decided that I might be a decent addition to the program. I think it was a way to get me out of the building. But anyway, that was the deal. And so I signed up uh, for the program, excited about the counseling aspects and got really excited about the rehabilitation aspects, sort of the more we had that conversation. Wow. Sounds like quite the process to get into the program. Yeah, it was an adventure. It was an adventure. And then, you know, when I was in the program, it felt in many ways as I started to have classes and that kind of thing, it was kind of like coming home. So um, for a lot of different reasons, I won't bore you with that story, but that's a, that's a whole different story. Why rehabilitation counseling versus any other kind of counseling discipline? Yeah, great question. Um Part of the converse, that four-hour conversation that I had with Dr. Leach was I was interested in the counseling side. When I was a kid, um, the the quick version of the story is that when I was a kid, I had trouble learning to read. And my father connected me with an educator who was in grad school at the time. She had a new way of teaching kids to read, and that was by asking them to tell a story. And so she asked me to tell a story, and I did. And then she wrote it down, typed it out all comma for comma, word for word, and handed it to me and said, now read this back to me. And I remember when it when it clicked with me, wow, that was it. That was, that was all there is to this. Like I, these are the words that I just said. When I was able to make that connection, I started to read everything I could put my hands on. And one of the things that I read was my father's graduate school textbooks from when he was in graduate school for counseling. And so I got really excited about the counseling content during that conversation with Linda but then the more she talked about rehabilitation, what I realized it was it was helping people to meet their own potential. And I told her the story of when I learned to read. And she kind of chuckled and said, well, you, you probably then have been a rehabilitation program a person since then. You know, you, you have a sense of people have their own innate potential and we're just helping them to find it. 
Um, and that was so fundamental to what rehab was that I got excited about um, being a part of a program. So that's a little bit about how rehab, the, the rehab part really started to appeal. Yeah, that's super inspiring. So kind of a mix between the experiences with your father and also just your experiences of trying to learn how to read. Yeah, it was interesting because so my father, um, you know, if you ever watch the Big Bang Theory, Sheldon said, I'm not crazy. My father had me tested and uh, and he did. He had me tested because he thought, well, you know, he's having trouble learning to read. And I, I went from public school to Catholic school, which is a whole different kettle of fish. And um, as it turns out, I was actually right. But there was there were certain things that I just wasn't doing well. And he, at the same time, was a div- member of what's called Division 17, which was the Division of Humanistic Psychologists. So I spent my time hanging around with people who philosophically were, were invested in that position, that people had their own answers, and that kids had their own answers. And, and back in the 70s, that was kind of a, a cool new way of thinking. But I remember thinking, you know, somebody's invested in me and in my own thought process and in my own resources that was so liberating for me as a kid. And I had that experience that I want to be a part of giving that back to somebody else. And um, so again, parallel process, kind of one of those wacky things. That program director at the time was the incoming president of the Humanistic Counseling Association. And so it, it just sort of all seemed to dovetail. And she said, well, while you're here, and if you wanted a graduate assistantship, you could just be the information um uh, the newsletter editor for that organization. And I thought, well, I really want to be a part of that organization. That's really cool. Um, and so I ended up getting involved with essentially what was the, what was the uh, parallel organization to one my father was in in 1977. Um, so it was a neat way for me to sort of come back home to content and ideas that were, uh, that resonated with me both philosophically and through my own experience. Yeah. It seems like, that positive experience you had growing up kind of keeps you sticking around the program and advancing rehab counseling. Yeah. What was neat is, and at the time, most of the people that went through our program also went through the certificate of psychiatric rehab program uh, of which we still have. And I teach a lot of the classes and that program was involved with um, working with people with severe and persistent mental illnesses and helping them through the recovery process. And it was much the same philosophical position that rehab had, right? So that uh, people have their own answers, then we need to help them with um, connecting with them, with encouraging them, with uh, helping them with accessing hope and accessing their own internal resources. Well, that really all rang the same bells for me that a lot of the the original rehab stuff rang. So uh, I got really interested in the psychiatric rehab side. And at the same time, again, mentorship was an important piece of that. Linda kind of dragged me to meetings with a bunch of psychiatric rehab educators, and I ended up getting involved in that organization as well. So it was an an opportunity for me to play out professionally what was really important to me personally. Yeah, I think what's great about rehab is it brings back autonomy to the person, person person-centered and focused on their values and their goals, which is really important. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's, It's flexible. I love the flexibility of rehab and um, I try to bring that same flexibility and energy to as many as of the classes that I can, but also to my private practice. Um, I love to see people grow and I love to see people access their own inner resources. That's one of the things that's really exciting for me. So if you're comfortable and willing to share, we'd like to hear more about your classes and what those are kind of like. Sure. Well, you'd probably have to ask my students what the classes are really like. I know what I think they should be like. 
Um, and they're usually the students aren't too traumatized after them. Um, but no, I, I, I teach our introductory uh, counseling course. And so that's a course where people are just beginning to discover what it's like to be a professional counselor and how is that different from the skills that I use every day, like in conversation and how is professional listening dis- different than conversational listening and how are, how is the, the exchange different? What does it mean to be intentional in a conversation versus just listening in order to respond, which is what we typically do? Um, I love that stuff. And in fact, I um, had a really neat opportunity to, to teach this course in my second, to co-teach this course in my second semester in the program through a, a variety of circumstances. Linda needed help to teach the course and I ended up doing that. And in my doc program, I ended up, this was the course I taught for like three or four semesters. So I get really excited when new folks come in and, and really go through the process of discovering um, these new skills. And I think a way of doing that that's flexible and allows people their own genuine experience, in my experience, is the best way to do it. I also got super interested. You didn't ask this question, but you're used to me answering questions that you didn't ask. Um, <clears throat> you talk about the experience of my classes. Well, that's the experience of my classes. I will answer questions you never asked. Ahead of the game. Uh, yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, I got real interested in how people learn things. I remember we're going to a major uh, counseling conference and uh, I signed up for my doc program. I was all excited about classes getting started. And I said to the to the um, <clears throat> one of the folks in the uh, that was on the faculty, hey, when do we take classes in human learning and adult learning? And she kind of laughed and said, well, we, you don't really have classes in adult learning. And I thought, well, that's ridiculous. Aren't, aren't we Aren't we teaching in a, a graduate program? Shouldn't we learn about that stuff? And she said, well, there's classes about how to teach, but not really about how to learn. And so I decided to learn everything I could about how people learn and went on a mission. I have 40 or 50, I think it's 50 something books on adult learning at home. And I read as many journal articles as I could. And what I realized is all of that rehab stuff that talked about people experiencing things, finding their own resources. It's better when you find your own. It's, it's, it's more time stable. All of that stuff applies to learning as well. And so I got really interested in connecting the way that human beings learn best and adults learn best with the teaching part. So that's another thing that I try to bring to classes if I possibly can is um, I look to the learning literature and, and try to figure out what we know about human learning and adult learning specifically and how, how we can apply that within the process of teaching counseling. So um, that's what I try to bring. I don't know if it comes through. You'd have to talk to some students. Yeah. And in addition to that adult learning and kind of like bringing more of that to the field, what else are you working on that you're really excited about? So the cool thing about a, a position that I'm in faculty-wise, um, so I'm a clinical associate professor, which means we teach a lot. So we teach a lot of courses, um, and, but I love the teaching process. So that, that always gets me excited. Uh, but that also means that I have the freedom to sort of pursue what I want to pursue outside. So we're working right now on a research study on, strangely enough, the graduate student experience in what are called learning communities. One of the things that I found in looking in the learning literature is that learning communities and uh, connections can be wildly important in graduate school. And in fact, there's some estimates that you learn up to 85% of what you learn in graduate school from your peers versus the uh, the folks like me who come and yammer on in classrooms. So um, I thought, is there a way to bring that sense of learning community and that overall concept of learning community into a program? So we really have been intentional about doing that 
Um, and so we're doing a study on the, the experience of both mentorship and learning community in a small graduate program. So we've got a qualitative study. We've gathered all the data. We're just writing it up right now. So I'm really excited about that. I'm um, working with a colleague, Dr. S um, uh, Christine Sacco-Benny and two of our students. Um, and I haven't told them that I was coming on the podcast, so I won't so I won't publicly name them right now, but I'm happy to do that later if they give me permission to do it. But um, really excited to be able to work with a couple of students on that as well. Um, I've got a couple other book projects going on right now, one of which involves using story in counselor education, which I'm really excited about. That's one I've kind of been chipping away at for a while. And then there's another book that Dr. Sacco Benny and I are, are kind of interested in developing. I don't want to give too much away about that right now, but it has to do with applying systems thinking uh, across a variety of experiences and and, um, uh, and in a variety of situations. So, um, so that's a couple of things that I'm excited about. I'm, I do a little bit of private practice work as well because uh, I like I, I believe that if you're going to teach something, you ought to do it. You know, I think it makes it a richer experience. So. Those are just a couple of things I'm interested in. And then I get all kinds of interested in different hobbies and such. But you don't want to hear about that. I mean, it seems like your plate's pretty full at the moment. I try. I get bored easily. So I try to keep it as full as I possibly can. What would you say to someone thinking about going into rehab counseling? Wow, what a, what a great question. I would say um, I think engagement is one of the most underrated human experiences there is. Right. I think sometimes we go through experiences and we just sort of like go through the motions. But what happens when a human being really gets engaged and loves something and, and is excited about it? That's where magic happens from a human standpoint. And so what I would the advice I would give to anybody going back to graduate school for any reason is to find something that they can genuinely be excited about within that. So if somebody's going into rehabilitation counseling, for example, maybe it's the counseling part that they're super excited about. Um, maybe it's the possibility to, to do therapeutic work at some point. Maybe it's the traditional rehab counseling that they're really excited about, helping people with disabilities uh, get back to and reaccess work and education spaces. Um, or maybe it's the rehabilitation philosophy side, right, of um, helping people to get back in touch with what's what motivates them, what's most important to them. Um, I would say find something within whatever you're doing to get passionate about and get deeply engaged with it. That's the best piece of advice I think I could probably give. The second best piece is you gotta have play within that too. All work and no play makes Jack or Jane very dull people. Um, so you gotta find a way that you can, either find a way that you can play within the work or find a way that you can play and work because play is central to uh, the way our brains work and the quality of life we have. Awesome, well, thank you for joining us, Dr. Walsh. We really appreciate your time. Of course. Yeah. Happy to be here. Yeah. I think um, what you went into today is super inspiring and it's going to be really helpful for potential future rehab counselors. Thanks for listening in today. Hopefully you'll join us next time on our next episode of USC Rehab Counseling Today. Stay tuned.